0: and this is our little episode on what's happened in the real estate and mortgage industry over the last week or so. So Kevin, what do we got in store this week, man?
1: Yeah, we got a couple things that we're going to talk about today. So first up, we're going to talk about a uh, tweet that was a little controversial, if you will, but I think had a lot of merit to that we want to talk about from RB singer John Legend. Uh, we're going to talk about GSE forbearance rates uh, dropping because what would industry headlines be? How they're talking about forbearance rates during the crazy ass COVID pandemic? And we're going to talk about as well, uh, the CFB, CFPB uh, got some bad news yesterday from the Supreme Court of the United States. So we're going to talk about that too. So, all right, man, um, let's go to the top and just kick it off.
0: All right, so I don't know all the backstory on on all of this, but um, what I do understand, Kevin, is in the last week or so, the Houston Association of Realtors came out and basically said that they wanted to remove the word master or they were going to remove the word master from master bedroom right Right. now you and I talked offline I gotta admit and I apologize for any ignorance but I never even gave consideration to where that term came from like just being open and honest I'm sure there's plenty of other people that are like me um, never gave any consideration but thinking back through it I mean yeah okay got it um but but then I mean you know whatever, good step in the right direction, not a good step, um, unnecessary, necessary, I don't know where you fall on it, but I think there's, there's, a, there's probably a bigger conversation here, right? And as you mentioned, um, John Legend had a, had a tweet that got a lot of attention here in the last week as well.
1: Yeah, so TMZ had, had tweeted out about the, about the realtors stopping to use the word master to describe bedroom bathrooms, et cetera, in Texas. And then John Legend responded with, Real problem here. Realtors don't show black people all the properties they qualify for. Fake problem calling the master bedroom the master bedroom. Fix the real problem, realtors. So that came under a lot of fire. And I got to admit, I'm just going to full blown admit here. Um, when I read it, I was kind of like, huh, I don't know what to think about that. I'm like, and instantly I thought, I would never do that. And then I thought, why would somebody do that? Like you would make less money if you didn't show, like, for example, if somebody qualified for $500,000 that they could buy a home and you only showed them something for 300,000. And I thought, yeah, okay. But it doesn't, it doesn't work this way everywhere. I know like there's some rules and stuff in place for a reason. And so I started, I I just had to step back like um, I, and just go, Hey, I realize that I've never done this and maybe I've seen it. Maybe I haven't. I, I don't think I have, but it, does probably exist and he's got a point like he wouldn't I don't think he'd say that if it he didn't have a point
0: yeah I mean for what it's worth, and this is one person's opinion, but I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, the other day. I haven't even told you this story. Um, she lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and um, don't hate me, Omaha, Nebraska residents and realtors, but she was um, she wasn't picking at realtors, but she was talking about how like it's it's real that in Omaha, her experience anyway is real that there are segregated parts of Omaha, right? Like there's the part that the white folks live in, there's the part that black folks live in, there's is the part that hispanic folks live in and she said like that's that's just real here to me now again i don't know like i've been to omaha a couple of times i'm not picking on omaha but what i am saying is that like there could be this rampant thing i'm not i'm not trying to fight it that's for sure And i think we all have to look deep within ourselves right now and you know our friend tia moore said something to you recently that i think caused us both to step back and at least acknowledge people's thoughts instead of shooting them down initially and just saying, Oh, that's not true. Cause I've never experienced it. Even though you haven't experienced it. Like, what did she say? I'll let you go yeah, ahead. And so, talk
1: Tia, about that. so Tia happened to, by the way, she's got a podcast as well. It's called next view real estate. She, she actually recorded an, uh, an episode on this recently. So she mentioned yesterday, I just took a quick excerpt from her Facebook post that says, remember, just because you've never had an experience, it doesn't mean it's not happening. There's a reason we have fair housing laws and it's not because of anecdotal information. And I thought when I read what Tia wrote, I was like, you know what? She's dead. That's exactly what I was searching for. I didn't have the words to put it the way she did. I hadn't thought about it like that, but when I, it it that landed for me. And so I I got it. And I I think it's something that, again, I'm just going to kind of go back to what, you know, what I was saying. I was actually having a conversation with some of the agents on our team um, you know, recently, uh, especially right as the protest had started, around, uh, you know, I know that like uh, it's one thing not to it's one thing not to be a racist, and I'm 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 to the point where like that's that's not good enough. I've got to be anti-racist, and so when I do see something or hear something, to just to just say it out loud, like call it you know call it on the carpet, shine a light on it, etc. I, I think this is just something and again i've never experienced something like this but i believe it happens
0: yeah think well, that's what we're learning like we all live in um our corners of the world and sometimes our corners of the world or our parts of the world don't necessarily expose us to other parts of the world. Sometimes we travel and we see things that we're not used to seeing in our corner of the world. And sometimes we meet new people and we learn things that they're going through that we don't experience. And if anything, I hope 2020 teaches us a little bit of compassion and understanding and I, and, and also like standing up for what's right. Um, and as you said, I I don't think this is about, um, Hey, like, it, uh, I think Tia nailed it. I'll just say it that way. I don't think just because you haven't had an experience doesn't mean that you need to put something down. Doesn't mean that I need to put something down as, like, well, I've never experienced that. That's not happening. Like, just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not happening, right? I'm one of whatever 330 million Americans and six, seven billion people on the planet. There's stuff happening all around that I have no idea about. So, anyway, we can continue that conversation. I'm sure we will in future episodes, but. Um, you know, bravo to people that are standing up for what's right. And I like what you said there, man, that's not enough just to be anti-racist. It's not enough to just not be a racist, but it's time to also be very loud about being anti-racism in general.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, man, let's move on to, uh, I never thought I'd say this a lighter topic. Um, <laughs> GSE forbearance rates dropped for the third week in a row. The Mortgage Bankers Association reported yesterday, uh, but this is also kind of weird, but calls from homeowners seeking forbearance information and help rose uh, last week too so uh 3 weeks in a row with the actual number of people with a forbearance dropped um let's just start there and dissect that like that's good uh or yeah. maybe not good that's a good that's a good step it's going in the right direction right
0: it is um you know the counter argument here is that the covid cases are going in the wrong direction in many parts of the country and and therefore Causing local governments, like in Arizona, just yesterday, where you and I reside, our governor had to come out and close more things. So now gyms are closed. Now water parks are closed again. Now uh, you know bars are closed and nightclubs and things like that. So um, you know, folks that own these businesses um, that maybe had found some relief for a short period of time are now faced with a lot more uncertainty for the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, who knows how long this lasts. Right. Um, So anyway, I I think it's good. I'll just say that it's healthy. The stock market is obviously responding also to news like this as well. But uh, I mean, there's this is not a definitive time in our history where it's like cool we made it through that we're done no like this is living breathing it's changing it's very active Uh, things are changing all around us so no matter how you feel about COVID cases and uh, and all the like uh, the point is that there are some people that are out of work right now and others that are going to that are at work that are going to be told they no longer can work if their States or, you know, regulatory, whatever agencies say, Hey, we got to shut, shut your business down. So it's going to be interesting to watch this forbearance number. Does, does a small spike start back up? I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. And speaking of regulatory agencies, uh, big blow (laughs) to the CFPB, otherwise known as the consumer financial protection bureau, uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court of the United States of America issued a decision saying that the structure of the CFPB is unconstitutional. They did stop short of abolishing the watchdog agency. However, um, that, 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 you and I were talking as well about this offline, like, man, this could lead to a lot of things.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, imagine you're Wells Fargo right now, and I picked them because they got one of the biggest, loudest, most publicized in the media over the last couple of years fines from the CFPB. And forgive me, I don't remember what the number was, but I remember it had a lot of zeros in it. And there might have even been multiple fines given by the CFPB to Wells Fargo. So imagine you're a company like that that now sees the Supreme Court's ruling. Like, you've got to imagine there's going to be further court cases, right, from people that have gotten fines from the CFPB or were told to alter the way way they were doing business that now we're going to come back and say well you may not have eliminated the entity but you said that the structure of the entity wasn't legal and therefore I don't think the ruling that came down and the fine that we had to pay uh, should stand and so I think we're going to see a lot more court cases is is my very unlegal opinion on the matter Kevin
1: yeah I would agree too like you know you, you you brought up Wells Fargo um it, it's in the hundreds of millions was was their penalty as an example now they did some bad stuff and they should have been penalized and most importantly that money should go to the people that they hurt and, and stole and cheated from but uh you know there was a hundred plus million or more i just quickly verified that went directly to the cfpb so i <laughs> do imagine if they even just got back to that part of it or challenged that part of it and there's been much smaller fines um that are still substantial. You know, a lot of a lot of real estate brokerages and mortgage companies have been uh, hurt by the CFPB over the over the last few years. So, yeah, I think it's interesting what would happen if some of these companies went back and go challenge those rulings now that the Supreme Court has said, "Hey, this whole structure is unconstitutional." It'll it'll be interesting. I think part of the other note that we should bring up is that um, with this ruling, they're saying that the President of the United States obviously currently Donald Trump, uh, who knows what it'll be, you know, next year, um, can actually fire the head of the CFPB at will as a, you know, because before they couldn't. And so, you know, now they've got to, they actually have to answer to someone and have to watch what they're doing.
0: Interesting stuff. I think in all that, the biggest thing I just heard you say is uh, Wells Fargo might get their money back. They paid the CFPB, which means my stock might go up. So I I appreciate you sharing that with me. Not that you just gave me stock advice, but that's kind of what I heard behind the scenes there. No? Okay, never mind. I I don't don't don't
1: even know. Okay. Anyway.
0: All right. right. Well, hey, everybody. Have a great uh, fourth. If you're watching us live on Next Level Agents in our Facebook group, thanks for tuning in or watching the recording. And if you're listening to our podcast, thanks for subscribing and listening. And uh, we'll see you back here real soon.
1: Bye, guys. Ow. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you can send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission.
0: We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today.